Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the world in 10 stories from around the globe with insight and expertise from the Times of London Correspondence. I'm Laura Cook. Today, we hear from the Attorney General who investigated Jeffrey Epstein's sex crimes in the US Virgin Islands, the crisis mode of Greek islands fearing a surge in refugees, and celebrations for Constructors Title Number no. 6 for Red Bull in Japan. It's been four years since the convicted sex offender, American financier Jeffrey Epstein, took his own life. And two years since the British socialite Ghislaine Maxwell was convicted of helping him traffic young women. And yet the story continues, with one of America's biggest banks, JP Morgan, being accused of facilitating Epstein's abuse, which it denies. The stage for this courtroom drama, New York and the US Virgin Islands. And the woman at the centre of it is Denise George, who, as Attorney General of the US Virgin Islands, was the lead prosecutor. She's spoken exclusively to the Sunday Times. Back in 2019, Denise George was fresh into her role as Attorney General when it surfaced that Jeffrey Epstein had, for years, been running a sex trafficking ring on the island of Little St James. She was in the midst of building up a criminal case against him when he hung himself in his jail cell. But days before his death, Denise says that Epstein had moved all of his money into a trust registered in the US Virgin Islands. That gave Denise George an opportunity to freeze his assets and build a case to win damages for his victims. First, she needed evidence from those victims. And with her knowledge of the area, she says their testimonies immediately rang true. The detail was really um, was so compelling and so credible. Yeah. Because the way they described even the terrain. Mm. You know, I remember one, one um, young woman at the time, because I think she, she was a child, I think she was a minor at the time, but I talked about when after she was uh, raped um, by um, Epstein and another person and repeatedly right and she got up and she ran she left the cabin and mm. she said she you know she ran she just kept running and trying to go to shore it's right, to get help and she talked about how her feet were all um you know her feet were all sore and cut because of the rough terrain yeah. like oh. she described and it, it's like you know you, you you had to know 
Getting information and building evidence was difficult. And Denise says when she tried to contact Epstein's former employees and associates, they stuck rigidly to non-disclosure agreements they'd signed in order to work for him. They were instructed on their NDE agreements. They were instructed to, when they're contacted by law enforcement, to contact the attorney and then they would contact. Right. Denise then realised by not speaking, they were protecting people who were still alive. She continued to follow the trails of money which led her to Epstein's former bank, J.P. Morgan. There were further twists because four days after issuing proceedings against J.P. Morgan, Denise George was fired as the Attorney General of the US Virgin Islands by the island's governor. It subsequently emerged that, in its defence, J.P. Morgan alleged that the US Virgin Island government was complicit in Epstein's crimes, not just his sex crimes, but financial crimes too. But when asked whether she had any regrets going after Epstein, Denise says she has none. It's about the transparency, what happened. And if it makes some people feel uncomfortable because of stuff has been said about Virgin Islands officials enabling, that's what they did. And so let's move on. But J.P. Morgan, you still got to be yeah. held accountable for what you think you violated the law. Yeah. It's how I look at it, yeah. you know, because it's like, mm-hmm, I'm glad, it's, you know, that they, they, if they need to be investigated, then they need to be investigated. Nobody's above the law. Denise George's interview with the Sunday Times is the first she's given since losing her job. It paints a detailed picture of how Epstein orchestrated his abuse and the web that extended from him that is now catching others. Read it in full on the Times app and look out for an extended version coming this week on the Stories of Our Times podcast. To the island of Lampedusa now, 90 miles north of Tunisia, where 11,000 migrants arrived in the space of five days. Imagine a holding facility built for 600 people, but actually housing 6,000. Matthew Campbell writes in today's Sunday Times how this has become the focus of Europe's migrant crisis and the enormity of the challenge. But now Greece too is feeling that pressure. And as Matthew saw firsthand when he visited the tourist island of Lesbos, he explained to us how fears are growing there of another big surge in refugees. In the picture postcard village of Sikamania, I met Kostas Pinteras, a squid fisherman. In 2015, he abandoned his squid lines and nets to use his little blue skiff to rescue migrants when their cheap and lethal dinghies foundered at sea. He saved many, he says, but sometimes arrived too late. A shadow fell over his face as he recalled once hauling aboard a woman with a baby clasped in her arms. He could not release the child from her stiffened grasp. From her clothing, he concluded she was from Afghanistan. It's a far cry from being a gateway to freedom and Matthew writes how the seas around Greece have become a graveyard as thousands of asylum seekers have drowned. You can head to the Times online to read more about the concerns that camps could become overrun once more with the conditions deteriorating there. The Boat Refugee Foundation says clearly we are in crisis mode and the Greek government meanwhile is putting on a brave face. They're saying we're doing the best we can. We 
We head to Germany now, where the world intends Christian Smith has been looking into a city with a dark past that rabbis have now embraced as their new home. It was once a city at the heart of Nazi anti-Semitism, but now Munich has been chosen as the new home of the Conference of European Rabbis. The organisation was set up after the Second World War to revive Europe's vanquished Jewish communities. Leanne Colleran has been covering the story from Munich for The Times. For many years, um, just the prospect of going to Germany, um, not just for the Conference of Rabbis, but for many, many Jewish people has been um, unpalatable. Even a generation ago, there was sort of Jewish people who who would not um, even buy German goods. So for the conference to settle, not only in Germany, but in Munich, which was at the very heart of um, uh, the Nazi party and uh, the Nazi plan to exterminate the Jewish people is really quite something. Despite its history, Munich has seen a revival of its Jewish population to 1933 levels, today counting Germany's largest Jewish community. The CER is led by the chief rabbi of Moscow, Pinhas Goldschmidt, who resigned last year over the invasion of Ukraine. He explained the reasons behind the move. Germany is a growing Jewish community, and um, unfortunately Brexit happened, and uh, the centre of Europe is in the European Union and in Brussels, and we felt that we had to have our headquarters inside the European Union, and the Bavarian government invited us to come in a, a, and set up shop in Munich. To Japan, and for the second year in a row, adding to a tally of six, Red Bull are constructors champions in Formula One. Dutch driver Max Verstappen led the race in Suzuka from the start. He wins his 13th of the season and is on the brink of securing a third world championship. There are just five rounds to go on the F1 calendar. They head to Qatar next. And finally to Russia, where two months after its release in the West... Barbie is taking the country by storm. The smash hit of the summer was never officially released in Russia, but pirated versions of the film began to be shown unofficially in mid-September. And for many in Russia, Barbie is reminiscent of the sense of change and freedom in the 1990s when the doll first went on sale after the collapse of the Soviet Union. Now... Barbie mania has taken over the country once again, with restaurant guides suggesting the best places for pink food and also Russian Instagram turning pink. That's all for The World in 10 today, but if you want to read more about any of the stories you've heard here, why not take out a digital subscription to The Times of London? We'll be back tomorrow.